0: The Hippie Hour is a holistic wellness podcast brought to you by me, Hannah, a 20-something interested in everything others might consider hippy-dippy. From astrology to crystals, plants to tarot cards, feminine energy to yoga and meditation, I'm here to help both you and I dig deeper into these topics. Because wellness is involved, and I am a current physical therapy student, I will be citing scientific evidence incredible credible sources a lot and busting alternative medicine pseudoscience. Always consult with your doctor first before deciding to implement any wellness changes. PSA, although essential oils are cool, they are not vaccines. If you are considering incorporating any topics talked about in this podcast into your own life, of course, do your own research as science is always changing and I'm definitely not an expert in these areas. Just wholeheartedly interested. So let's learn more about becoming a hippie. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hippie Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest, my first guest, uh, back since kind of revamping the podcast, Kylie Morkin. Uh, she's a wonderful, wonderful friend of mine I've known since middle school. Um, we've stayed connected over the years uh, through yoga and our shared interest in yoga, and super excited for you guys to listen to our conversation. It's a little long, but super awesome, just full of a lot of really lovely information that she shares with me on her experiences with yoga and how it's benefited her. So very Very much looking forward to hearing your guys' feedback on what you think of our convo today. Um, So a little bit about Kylie. She's currently working towards a degree in health and wellness with an emphasis in holistic health and healing. She's been practicing yoga or asana on and off for nine years. She took her first teacher training course in 2017, and she's been teaching now for a little over three and a half years. She's taught Corporate yoga for the majority of her teaching career, along with leading and coaching teacher trainings and working in management. COVID changed the yoga game for her, though. We do talk about that a little bit at the end of the podcast. And so she taught exclusively um, online for just under a year and started to structure her own business with online classes and workshops. Right now, she teaches at Carpe Diem Yoga Studio in Northeast Minneapolis, which is a fairly new yoga studio. Definitely go check it out. As well as lifetime fitness and leading small and large group events, as well as offering more workshops and one on one healing services through movement, breath, and meditation. She's a certified um, yoga sculpt teacher. She has a power yoga 200 hour plus 300 hour. Of course, I have my microwave going off in the background. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, which is equivalent to a 500-hour registered yoga teacher training, or RYT. So those credentials you see usually after yoga teacher's name. And then she has an additional 100-plus hours of continuing education and yoga. She loves astrology as well, and her big three are a Leo sun, a Pisces moon, and a Scorpio rising. Uh, so with that, let's jump into our conversation with Kylie all right so i have kylie on with me today hello kylie hi how is it going today even though i just asked you before this
1: (laughs) it's so good um i'm just i already said this but i'm so grateful to be here and um for this time together and get to share all the things that we're interested in so thank you so much for having me
0: yeah i you're my first guest on the pod, like, Whoa. officially once I restarted it with, like, more of a focus, so you're the first guest I get to have, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm so
1: honored. Yeah, and
0: I still remember, like, a couple years ago when I saw um, you did your first yoga teacher, teacher training, I had also just gotten into yoga, and I was like, oh my gosh, someone else who loves yoga, too! Like, it was a really cool moment. <laughs> And um Oh yeah, I
1: yeah.
0: I don't remember what what year was it that you got officially trained. It was a while ago.
1: Yeah, my first training was back in 2017.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that. Was it Sculpt?
1: It was Sculpt First, yes, okay. exactly.
0: Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, that's so cool because I was teaching yoga classes up at UMD in undergrad and like no yeah. one my age yeah no no one our age was like doing that quite yet and Mm -hmm. like participating more than teaching so it was really cool to see someone else my age like wanting to do it more of a teaching way than just participating so
1: yeah I remember when um like during that time when you were teaching up in Duluth and I was like at school and I um was like oh my gosh this is so cool and i think we connected like maybe briefly like um about it and yeah i mean it's so like i think it's so great that like people our age are like doing yoga and like getting into it but also like the aspect of like teaching and sharing it is super cool and it's super cool to have that as like a younger adult um like have that like tool in your toolbox to use because um, it just brings so much more benefit to your personal practice and to like life in general right so yeah I I love it too <laughs> Woo!
0: all right well that's a good little opener I love that um so <laughs> just tell me I guess about how you first got interested in it but I mean I assume you were taking classes Um, First, that was kind of the same thing with me of taking classes, but how did you get interested in yoga as a whole and what did you like about it?
1: Yeah, so my like beginning intro to yoga was... um like the physical practice of yoga my one of my best friends um, Maddie in high school took me to a yoga sculpt class and um I just remember and I had I was like thinking back on it um a couple days ago and I remember coming out of that class and being like oh my gosh that was so cool and I was like it'd be really cool to teach that one day but like in my 15 16 year old brain i was like oh that's never gonna happen but (laughs) it just like was this whole like experience and super fun and i initially started really getting into it because it was great for cross training with soccer right so um i like have my soccer practice and that was like my my physical activity and some like weight training stuff but then yoga kind of added this other layer that I had never really experienced before in like a physical aspect that I was like oh I'm like very intrigued as to what this is um and I kind of started on and off throughout high school and then my sophomore year of college was when I really got into it when I was like I I'm gonna start doing this like (laughs) why not and um at that point, it kind of transitioned to more of coming out of like a group, uh, sport into my own wellness and physical wellness journey. And, um, i started to notice that even my even though my body was feeling great like my brain and like my mental health was feeling so much better too so i was like oh like what is this about like this practice and like yoga in general that makes me feel like so good in so many ways after and that kind of just started the ball rolling Mm -hmm. um into this journey and knowledge um about yoga in general um And it was really interesting too. as I look back I started meditating in high school as well um, as a part of like keeping my my mental health um, at bay as like a tool for that and not until like I got further into my yoga journey did I realize like oh that's yoga too like I've been doing yoga for a much longer time and even previous to that through um therapy I had a lot of like mindfulness tools that I was doing breath work and so like ever since second grade I was tapping into these like yoga practices that weren't like the physical right um, like asana of yoga but more like the the mental like inward reflection
0: stuff that is yoga as well too so that's awesome yeah. that's a. I really like that you brought up um that second aspect of the mental component of yoga because I think a lot of people dismiss their ability to participate in yoga because you know they physically can't stretch that far or um they don't feel like they're very flexible and, and we'll talk about that later too in the episode but I feel like a lot of people have the capacity to just be mindful and they don't realize that that's part of being a yogi too. So I love that. That's a really great comment Mm -hmm. on that.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like um, we, it's kind of just an awareness thing. Like we're, everyone's probably doing some bit of yoga in their daily life and they're just, it's the awareness of it. And then once you start to tap into it, you're like, oh, I've been kind of doing this much Mm -hmm. longer than, um, i was thinking or my like it kind of just shifts the perspective of it all to um being like from not knowing or not having that but then like uncovering like oh i'm i'm actually like doing these things already and now we get to journey into more knowledge and stuff like that so right
0: yeah, yeah. i love that i think it's especially <laughs> important too for like i think in the yoga community they've started introducing um, like little yoga or mindfulness workshops for kids. And I don't feel like in the past um, it's been as approachable for kids, but it is totally something kids can do. So when I was working at a studio in Duluth, they started introducing like a kids hour where anyone who wanted to bring their kids to to do some poses or to learn meditation at a young age, they could do that. And I thought it was really helpful, like even your note on doing some sort of breathing exercise in second grade mm-hmm. like super great for kids and I think a lot of people wait until they're much older to get into yoga and we should start teaching it to kids as soon as we can
1: absolutely I I totally agree with that there is like I mean we'll probably talk about all the like nitty-gritty stuff but there's so much benefit to even doing like these things once and if you can introduce it at a younger age like I if I was aware of like what was going on when I was younger um, or had that awareness then I think it would have even though I'm so grateful for how my journey has played out it would have just brought so much more um like I don't know meaning or aspects to the tools that I was using that would have just made a deeper connection that um Would have benefited more as I grew older so yeah yeah, so important to share with with children because they deserve it too
0: (laughs) yeah they definitely do and it's like a good family exercise to do you know not just mental and but physical as well so cool well you recently did this big yoga teacher training um, in addition to past trainings that you've done in Hawaii and I think that's kind of the bulk of um, what I wanted to talk to you today about because I feel like people get super interested in any sort of um, like destination related teacher trainings because there is some sort of energy that comes with like putting yourself in a different place and kind of like a new environment, even if it's beautiful, there's some discomfort there of like you're away from friends and family and you're doing it kind of intensively over x amount of days and I know that that's always been a dream of mine to do somewhere far away instead of um, just periodically over time. So um, yeah, how was that? You know you just got back and and let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, um, it was like every time someone asks me about it, I just like so many thoughts and feelings fled to my brain. So then I'm just like trying to like uncover like what's the best way to like describe it. And I... There's a lot that I can't put into words, but it was the most magical, transformative and like healing event that I've ever experienced from both a, like a yoga level, obviously, but the um, the magic that lives in Maui and in Hawaii in general is just something that I like, wish I could take every single person that I love or that I know and know and love and bring them there just so they can like experience the the vibe the mm-hmm. sensation like energy that's there because it's just so um different than like anything else I've ever experienced that was my first time going to Maui I was gonna say an island but I was like maybe I've been I think England's an island <laughs> <but maybe> not, <laughs> but, not um, like a
0: a typical island (laughs) yeah a different kind
1: of island um but that was my first time being like in kind of a tropical island environment and um there's so much about Maui that I I just kind of went in and was like very no expectation just like I'm gonna do this I decided to do it like it wasn't very randomly but it just happened like like very quickly I started telling my mom about almost a year ago or just under a year ago I was like I'm gonna move to Hawaii <laughs> and like don't know where that it did there was no grounded thought behind it it just like came to my brain one day and I started thinking like where would I want to go if I could go somewhere right now and I was like oh Hawaii and then I, was, I, I tell my mom and she'd be like yeah, okay, whatever, like, just, like, because there's no, like, really true, like, thought or plan behind it.
0: Especially being someone, like, probably, I'm assuming born and raised in Minnesota of all places.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, like, haven't, like, have done, like, little things, but, like, haven't really fully moved and lived in a different place for um, an extended period of time, and so uh, that, That was that. And then one of the teachers that I work with had just done a or had was going to do a her 500 hour training in Costa Rica. And I was like, that is so cool. Like, uh, that kind of opened my brain to be like, oh, like, you know, I wanted to do this extra training. I didn't know when I would do it, but like I knew it was a goal of mine to do. And then I was like, I could go somewhere like for that. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. I don't know. And then um, it kind of just happened where I started researching a little bit of different yoga studios or different trainings in Hawaii and kind of asked around the community a little bit too. But then randomly I was scrolling through my Instagram one day and this yoga studio popped up in maui and i started looking through and i was like oh my god this looks amazing like getting like this you know that like warm sensation in your heart space or you're like getting like a nice pull towards something and i um was kind of looking through and saw that a girl that i had trained previously a couple years ago was like commenting and liking their stuff and so i messaged her and was like have you been here? Like, what? (laughs) what? And she was like, yeah, I just did another 200 hour training out there. Um, last year I loved it. It was the best experience. Like want to go back right now. Mm -hmm. And that's literally all it took. I was like, I'm sold. Like, yeah, sign me up right now. Um,
0: that was the universe, (laughs) like definitely giving you all these signs that it, it was just meant to be.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like I, know that a hundred percent now being through it and even just like leading up to it that I was completely divinely guided Mm -hmm. um it just happened at the right time I have been in kind of like a limbo space I would say career-wise and life-wise too post or throughout COVID like that with everybody's life it shook up mine too Mm -hmm. and had to innovate and create kind of out of my, what I wanted and who I am kind of just gave that self-reflection time to be like, okay, what am I doing? Like, right. where do I want to go? Um, and so it came in at the right time where I was contemplating all those things and looking for something new. And even in my teaching too, I it was a year of like growth throughout the COVID period that I'm so grateful for learned a lot about myself and my teaching, but um I also didn't have like kind of that new inspiration thing to tap into that I knew I needed to seek out right. to get. Um, and so that also was coming in at the perfect time. And um I, I think even just from getting there on day one and going through the experience um, everything just unfolded in a way where I was like, I am exactly where I meant to be right here right now. And these people that are with me are here for a reason. And we're together for like, it's all like the instructors, the people, the people in my training too. like, I it uncovered slowly as to like, why we were all there together at this specific time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in that sense too, super magical. Uh. Um, from a kind of like personal standpoint um, and I could keep going on and on so if you have any specific <laughs> questions, yes
0: I yes I do actually so um, <laughs> like let's say someone's listening and they're like I have no idea what a yoga teacher training even is like what is it what how do you do it all in one like you know when you do it more of a um, destination training versus like a periodic training? Like, what are the differences? Um, how was it, how was it, you know, day one versus the last day when you were there?
1: Yeah. Um, love that question. I, previous to this training, all of my trainings had been, um, kind of over a span of a few months. Um, and, you know, had some, like, intensive days or weekends thrown in there, but essentially with that, like, more periodical um, teacher training, it can look a bunch of different ways. What I've experienced has been, like, either through my sculpt training, it was one night a week, and we had a weekend intensive one weekend at the beginning um, that went over a, three month span i believe my 200 hour training was a little bit more intense cuz there was more hours involved in it and um that was four nights a week and like 3 hours at a time and i know a lot of different trainings especially in like the minnesota region or minneapolis community kind of follow that similar um style um where a few nights a week or even some can go like one weekend a month and go over like a year or so like Mm -hmm. very can vary um in those trainings what that kind of looks like and I guess with all trainings they have to hit a certain requirement through yoga alliance but yes it's like you get kind of all aspects of different learning styles you get lecture style stuff um you practice teach eventually throughout training uh, a lot of like posture workshops and that kind of ties into the lecture style of things. Um, There's a lot of personal like reflection, journal work, um, more of that inward work as well because even though you're learning how to teach yoga it's also growing your personal practice so Mm -hmm. you don't have to go into a teacher training wanting to teach yoga it a lot of people go into it and that's how I initially went into it just like very intrigued by what it is and wanting to learn more for like personal growth so it's definitely just as much personal work as it is like a thing to share with others too Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people share in different ways. So you might teach yoga afterwards, or you might just utilize the tools that you've learned in other aspects of your life because yoga applies right. to everything and all. So yeah. Um, so that kind of it kind of looks like that. Um, and you slowly start to build throughout the days of training. It's a very, um, community thing as well as a personal thing, but get really close with the people in your group. And that's really cool to have that connection and deeper bond with somebody when you're doing that inner work. And, um, also like everybody around you is doing that same work at the same time. It's like a very powerful, um, and, even more transformative experience because you're sharing it with people Mm -hmm. and um from my experience it's a lot of people that like I normally wouldn't like have the opportunity to connect with or maybe not seek out initially and so like everyone in all my trainings have like come from different places different backgrounds um have different experiences so it's a really cool way to like learn more about other people and um feel that oneness between us all um so that's really cool in the intensive format so this training I did in um Maui was like the first training where it was like a Mm month-long intensive I'd done like weekend intensives which um can be a lot but also very fun but this one um was uh, much more than that which is really cool <laughs> yeah 24 <24/7. laughs> 7 um, yeah so what that looked like specific to this training is um the from the get-go you do we would get there to the studio at 7 or seven thirty every morning and then we would do yoga stuff all day until like 3 30 4 30 depending on the day um specific to this training what it looked like is in the morning we would do a karma yoga section so that was just um selfless uh acts um so you're just uh, practicing that internal work of doing selfless things without receiving anything in return so mm-hmm. what that looked like is we would set up the studio um set up the cafe that was attached and then they also had a fruit stand in front so we would do the work to like set those things up make everything look nice and pretty um and kind of connect in that way and then after that we would have a philosophy section and normally we would go to the beach for it so we do meditation chanting and um philosophy and this was the first training for me where it was more of based in the traditional aspects of yoga. So I got a lot more information as to the roots of yoga and the different um, where everything kind of stems from um, and getting that sort of knowledge that I didn't get in, as much so in my previous trainings that were more westernized, mm-hmm. um, which is not good or bad just like is what it is kind of thing yeah um and so i am very grateful for my previous trainings and all that i learned there and then also this to have just a deeper like energetic sense of what's going on um so we do that come back take a yoga class and then we'd have uh kind of lecture sections with different instructors um in like two hour three hour increments after that and then kind of just depended on the day um so kind of like a seven seven to five of a few hours throughout the day (laughs) and then go home eat sleep and do it all again and my training Um, that I just did was a 300-hour training, so it was a little bit longer than the 200-hour that they were running at the same time, so just another week Mm -hmm. um, tapped onto that, and um, throughout this training, too, we did some excursions, so we, like, kind of bopped around the island, did different hikes, and um, had those kind of experiences in nature um, that, Kind of tied into all the stuff that we're learning about and in this training it was like literally got so much information from so many different aspects and all my uh instructors had such different backgrounds and unique knowledge which was so cool so mm-hmm. um we did Meditation, as I mentioned, philosophy, chanting, um, methodology with like sequencing yoga, and then also alignment, anatomy, um, breath work, different styles of yoga, like Iyengar, um, Hatha yoga, and stuff. So just learning all these different modes and modalities to yoga in general, um, and just had a very all encompassing experience. So that's what this one kind of looks like. And um, it can be physically taxing a little bit, but it's kind of like you but you also put in as much as you want to get out. So it's like mm-hmm. whatever energy you're putting into the experience is what you're going to receive and you might receive it like tenfold too, which is amazing. Um, so there, like, there's a physical aspect to it, but there's also a huge mental aspect to it, where it can be kind of, um, I don't want to say draining. It's just like a lot of mental energy that's yeah. going into it's it too. it's learning.
0: So <laughs> it's so yeah. much of it, yeah. So,
1: like, yeah, so it can be taxing in that way too, like physically and mentally. So you're kind of going through a whole wide range of emotions and sensations throughout the whole thing and uh the best thing that i think that keeps you going through that is just continually being curious about what's coming up rather than placing uh, a word or a judgment to it mm-hmm. um it's all that what you want to make out of it and um what you want to experience out of it and then being open to whatever else comes too yeah
0: so. uh even just you talking about that i feel like so like lifted right now like that I can just tell the energy of you talking about this experience is just so radiant and I'm very envious because this is something that I also need to do for myself in the future so I I love all of that I think one question that I thought of as you were talking was what was Mm -hmm. what was like your favorite part of this trip or experience like what was the one thing that really stands out in your mind when you reflect on it
1: Yeah. Um, so many things I, I'm going to try to tie two things together.
0: Sure. um, I mean, that's perfectly fine too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I, as I mentioned, I kind of went into it with no expectations and just arriving there. And me as a person, I am innately very anxious and very, um, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a Pisces moon? that makes sense yeah right so I feel a lot of things a lot of the time and it's hard to decipher sometimes what it is yeah and um so uh like me as a human going into this like obviously I was very excited but also my brain always goes to what could potentially happen future thinking like what if what if what if and Mm -hmm. then um even just, like, the traveling there, I love traveling. It is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, flying is not one of my favorite things, yes, so yeah. I, I have to kind of brace through it a little bit, so Kylie on the plane to Maui, even though I was so <laughs> excited, was also, like, ugh, yeah. like holding yeah. on to the seats <laughs> of the airplane, just wanting to get there, Yeah, um, and from the moment I landed, stepped out of the plane, got my bags, and was waiting for my uber like all of that lifted Mm -hmm. i it was kind of like something i've never felt before i got there and was like sat down took a breath and was like i'm home like i felt at home at peace like Mm -hmm. any sort of anxiety that i had felt going into it was gone Mm -hmm. um and Even, like, I don't like Ubering by myself. That's, like, another funny thing. I don't know. Um, But so, like, even getting there, I was, like, I just Ubered by myself to this place. I don't know where I'm going. Like, how is this going to go? And got in the Uber, had the nicest Uber driver I could have ever had. We had the best conversation. And I um, was just, like, okay, like, I there's kylie there's nothing to worry about like Mm -hmm. you are meant to be here and you are meant to receive and take in all that is coming your way so just from that um and then getting into training i coming back to that no expectations thing there's so much about maui and hawaii that i had no clue about going into I was like oh I'm gonna go do this teacher training and I'm gonna be in this beautiful place like that'll be cool like I'm just like you know I'm here for this training and then like Mm -hmm. all this other stuff is extra like I'll get to go to the beach and like (laughs) jump in the ocean and that's cool um but it was so much more than that um Maui and Hawaii in general and Maui in particular is a very spiritual place it is very um high vibe very like energetic and um one of the this is a fun fact that i love (laughs) the um the hawaii islands align with the chakras that we have in our bodies so the energetic um the energetic things that we have swirling throughout our entire bodies i didn't know that maui yeah I didn't either. So that was one of the coolest things. Um, and Maui in particular is associated with the sacral chakra. So that is like your hip space and, um, it, it's a very watery thing. So watery in the sense of like fluid and your creativity center, your sensuality center, which is like connecting to your five senses. Um, and then also like kind of like this inner like loving strength that we Mm -hmm. all have inside of us like that's what Maui represents Maui is also the heart center of the world um is what I've been told Mm -hmm. so um you get both of that creative um like sensual energy along with this loving caring supportive energy Mm -hmm. and it's like all this like elevated like sensation vibration that you're feeling um so like when I like sat down that's like what I was feeling like when I initially got there was all that love creativity like fluidity and um the in Hawaiian uh that's Consider or like the energy that is felt is called mana. It's the life force energy, and so when you're there, you're feeling all of this mana. Like my mm. mom came and visited, and she was laying in bed the, the first night, and she's like, "Kylie, my body is vibrating. <laughs> like, what is going on?" And I'm like, "Oh, you're just feeling the mana. Like, it's, it's all good. that's So, so sweet. Um, yeah. So like in that sense, I think one of my favorite things was." that just the vibration alone of being there and all of the spiritual like ties to it that I had no clue and all of these things that go on and are there like the physical things the water, the sand, the jungle, the trees, like all of that have such a deeply rooted spiritual meaning to them. And like the land that you're walking on is super sacred. Um, and just like having that awareness while being there made it so much more transformational than like I could have ever imagined. So I think that was one of my utmost favorite things and kind of tied into that was I had such like, a lot of people would probably call them like coincidental things, but Mm -hmm. like more so like, divinely guided like synchronicity things that happened and had such special moments with the people in my group like I remember sitting there on day one and like having these four other humans around me and then all of my instructors around me too and thinking like I'm so excited to see why we're all here together um because we're all so different and we have like all these different amazing things about us that even though we haven't shared yet, you could just feel. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I am so intrigued to see how this all like comes into alignment by, by the end and slowly throughout the month. Like it was truly uncovered, like why we were all there at this specific time together. And I had um, like very big moments um, for myself. Like I, A a lot of like this, like my spiritual side, which I'm literally just uncovering within the past like two years, um, I never really felt very tied to that. And then kind of, I think divinely
0: kicked in the butt and, like, was, like,
1: Kylie, you need to start looking around you and seeing what's happening. Yeah. It's the um,
0: young 20s, I feel like. You just, you're, like, who
1: am I? Why am I here? (laughs) What is going on? Like, seriously. Um, and so me coming into like still like uncovering that spiritual side of myself to this place that was super spiritual was very powerful one of the things that happened while I was there which I like which is one of my favorite things um I we went on our first excursion and we went on this hike in the lava fields which is kind of like around the south corner of the island and all of our hikes or excursions were um, started in sacred silence so you would start the day in silence holding space for each other go to the destination in silence and then walk that first half of whatever the journey was um in silence so that was kind of like I I think I hold space a lot and hold silence a lot, but it was kind of the first time where I experienced a um, more intentional version of that. And um, it was really cool just just, like walking there and like a lot of thinking, which for an anxious brain um, can be a lot at some times, but also knowing that there was an intention behind why I was thinking so much. Um, And during that time, I, was walking and i was like grandmas it'd be really cool if you could give me a sign that you're here with me now and if you like and i'll know what it is when you show me i like um i both my grandmas passed away in high school and they were really close to me and i've been connecting with them a lot um in a more energetic way now and um knowing that they're there and i can connect with them And so I was like, oh, let me try this on in this super spiritual place (laughs) and see what happens. Um, And we were walking and we got to our our destination, which wasn't really like, there's no destination on these walks, but just getting to the spot where we were gonna kind of take a moment and um, then do this like ceremonial thing together. And as we were circling up, I looked down at my feet, and I saw a piece of coral in the shape of a heart, oh. and it was like the perfect shape of a heart, and I was like, ah. Oh. This is it. I know it. Um, and so that was like a huge moment for me and that kind of started the process throughout training of uncovering more and more synchronistic things happening between me and the people in my training. And um I don't really share a whole lot like of that spiritual side unless I'm with somebody that I know. Um I don't know It has the same like
0: that, understanding guess. yeah I I know what you mean too because yeah. it's a lot it's a very yeah. mature thing to to share and you kind of have to be speaking with someone who can receive it well as as well
1: yeah exactly and I and I kind of noticed too like through that like through this like journey that I was on in Maui like that's kind of a wall that I put up too like why do I hide that side of myself from people when I there's no reason to like Mm -hmm. and like you know some people might not understand it and that's okay like (laughs) totally cool but um so I kind of started breaking down that wall while I was there and shared like that experience with the people in my group and like it just uncovered so much more that like I would have never had if I didn't share that and so I guess throughout the training like that kind of continued to happen I was having like very intense visualizations during meditation and during um shavasana like the final resting pose of class um throughout my time there which i had never really experienced like very clear visions and um all all of it eventually came to a head and uh, me as a, a Pisces moon and a Scorpio rising, having a lot of water in my chart, mm-hmm. I cry a lot. Yes. So I,
0: <laughs> I was about to say, were um, you just like crying this whole time? Because I would be. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So like, yes, I, I was. There was, I had my days and like being surrounded by the ocean for me is so healing. So like mm-hmm. those days where I would feel that like, Kind of intense rise in energy, like, just go jump in the ocean, let the water take it, like, Mm -hmm. after, and that's super healing. Can do the same thing in a shower or but, like, it's it's cool to do it in the ocean, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so by the end of my training, during the full moon, it was so perfectly
0: timed. I had a full breakdown. Yes. And, um... <laughs> you need it. It's one of those things you just need to like get out of your system and, and it's so healing. And I'm glad that you're being so open sharing that too because I think some people think it's like a bad thing if you're having a breakdown, but it can yeah. be super like insightful and, and lead you down a lot more like introspection and, and inner reflection. So
1: Absolutely, I think one of the biggest thing that yoga, biggest things that yoga has taught me is that like the stuff that we feel, the sensations, the things that the emotions, um, all of that is meant to be felt, and there's no good or bad to it. Um, I spent a lot of my life uh, thinking that my emotions were separate from me, and that like mm-hmm. my anxiety and my um, things was this like extra thing that like i just closed myself off to was like that's not something i need to deal with but um it has a way of coming back to you until you deal with it and uh, i definitely experienced that growing up and so um yoga has taught me that like no you need to you need to go into those dark places and feel those things because they're meant to be felt. Mm -hmm. Um, You are not your emotions, like you are you, but like you are having this human experience. And so you get to feel the whole human experience and it can be challenging and not comfortable, but by sitting through that discomfort and the ickiness that we shy away from, It brings so much more meaning and depth into your life, and the ability to connect with other people too. So that's my little spiel about that. But (laughs) no, it's so important, and I think a lot of people don't realize
0: this. But many people go to yoga because it's their form of therapy. You know, like I, I think I really treated yoga as my therapy session once a week when I first got into it, and it was a way for me to really sit with my emotions and and be okay with them and I've had many shavasanas like you were saying where I'm like silently crying you know not trying to disturb other people but being like wow this like moved me really really far and it's not necessarily always like a sad cry it can be very like it's special and you just Uh feel a lot of you know big emotions that you usually don't let yourself unlock and and I, I'm glad that you have said that because it, it's not a scary thing. It's only scary if you push it away. And if you accept it, it can be very healing, especially yeah. with this day and age where there's so many things going on and people don't like acknowledge what's going on in their head and what they're actually feeling like, you know, they're doing what you said. They're keeping it a separate from themselves kind of experience. And that can be so hard on your body and your mind if you don't let it go
1: absolutely and like what i have learned more recently i started doing um this form of therapy called sensory motor therapy and so i've done cognitive behavioral therapy my whole life basically but now as i've gotten older um that like my brain like has gotten to the point where it's like okay we we overthink these things and there there is another mode to tap into to mm-hmm. start to heal and what divinely came into my life was the sensory motor therapy and what it is is more of the somatic healing so the body healing um a lot of the things that we feel mentally so anxiety depression um that stuff and i'm not a mental health professional but this is from my own experience Um, (laughs)
0: love
1: the
0: love the disclaimer (laughs) i do that too
1: yeah, um, but so all of that, those things that we feel, um, we process them mentally, but they get stored in our body, mm-hmm. so even though we might have gone through something in our head over and over and thinking that we've healed from it, um, or I guess like for me, I have thought that I've healed from these things, and then they start to pop back up again, and I'm like, what the heck, I've mm-hmm. how many years have I spent on this? anxiety thing yes you think by now it'd be gone well a lot of the things that tie into those experiences or um i don't know they can innately be in you as well um have a physical component to them and so in sensory motor therapy you do the work to feel the sensations in your body like anxiety like where is that felt and then tapping into that healing like your inner child or inner like person from those physical sensations and like reframing the thought around it because a lot of the time the things that we go into or the body reactions or like the the panic attack sensation for me gets triggered um because I haven't healed my like physical body from it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in that sense, I kind of got, <laughs> I think I took a little tangent there, but no, um, it's
0: okay. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. All- the minute you said panic attack, I'm like, oh my God, I've been there. And it's so scary because yeah. it's so like in your body, but your head is like, yeah, what is happening? You know, they're two separate things right it. now. Yeah,
1: exactly. And sometimes it's like not even a cognitive thing that triggers it. It's like you're in a situation and your body starts to feel that same sensation mm-hmm. that you felt before that then results in whatever reaction. So then your body goes to that reaction and you get there and you're like how am I here right now I've done all this work to not be here Mm -hmm. and it's because like our body stores these things and emotions and feelings that like subconsciously happen sometimes consciously we can be aware of them but it's a lot of the time like these subconscious things and then these sensations that we're blocking off cognitively because we're thinking so much in our head about it um, and not in our bodies and what yoga does specifically well all of yoga does this but um in like the physical movement in asana you start to uncover those things and tap into those areas that might be closed off where you're storing all of your energy um and so it can release a lot of stuff physically and so when you're laying in shavasana it's like you can have that experience of like tears or laughter or Mm -hmm. anger or whatever comes forth because you're uncovering all this stuff that's been stored for however amount however long of time it's been in there um and that's kind of like it and it needs to happen because then it results in all the stuff after the fact where you can reflect and be like oh like now I understand deeper or now I, I know when I'm in this situation, like my body might react in this way or, you know, endless amount of reasons, but that's kind of what happened. Like to me, when I was had hit that point, I had hit this breaking point where all of these things that were being uncovered daily through movement, through meditation, through connection, all of it, like had come to this boiling point and I just Mm -hmm. needed this release I literally cried for a whole day and (laughs) um which I mean it sounds like kind of like oh Kylie but like
0: no but it's like it's also so beautiful (laughs) yeah like it it's it speaks volumes about what that training was able to do for you too of like just being able to uncover a lot of things that probably therapy would take like seven years to do and you did it in a day. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. It just like um combines, it combined all of these things that led to this beautiful breakthrough point. And I like uncovered while I was there that I put up, I'm very good at putting up physical walls with um people or things in my life like i can set like physical boundaries pretty easily energetically no like i have a very hard time energetically putting boundaries up so Mm -hmm. even if i like need to step away from a person physically like i can still feel like what is going on yeah you know Mm -hmm. um with them with me with the the balance between and so I kind of knew that going in, but didn't really fully understand the depth of it. And so what I started to uncover while I was there is the breaking down of these physical walls that I put up as protective measures. But I don't need that protection anymore because I'm a different in a different place Mm -hmm. in my life where now I can, um, be okay with being my whole self and who I am and not feeling like I need to hide away from certain people or certain experiences. And then now my work is to how do I put up good energetic boundaries with people? Mm -hmm. Like I can still physically be around or in energetic boundaries with Any kind of being, but like I can physically be around someone, but I don't need to take on what they are experiencing. And so that is now my current work that I get to
0: do. (laughs) No, I love that. I feel like I, I have been in the same place before, too, of like trying to wrap your head around that there are certain people in your life you can't avoid who are energy suckers. Like I have immediate family members who love them to death, but they completely. Suck all my energy out, and it leaves me with like nothing when I, you know, I'm away from them. And so, actually, like finding out how I can, you know, protect my own energy first, and and kind of take a second to be like, okay, whatever's going on with you, I can listen. I can acknowledge that you're going through that, but it's not something I have to take on. Like what you're saying, it's not something that I have to hold in my own heart and my space and. I don't have to fix it for you. It's not my thing to fix, but I can be a shoulder to lean on if you need it. But I also, if I don't have space for that today, I am able to say, I actually can't help you. You know, like it's a really hard thing, I think, especially as an empath to be able to say, I'm sure you're the same way where it's like, of course, I, you know, feel for you and I want to help you and I want to be that shoulder everyone can lean on. But like, I also have to take care of myself first it's really hard to come to terms with that and and be like, I need Mm -hmm. some space myself, you know? And yeah, I think that's, like, super important for people to understand.
1: No, seriously. And I was literally having this conversation with one of my friends yesterday. Um, And especially, like, when you're in a healing, like, career or a healing job, like, you want to... um, there for everyone and you want to help heal them and when you don't when you feel like you're not doing that um, then you feel like you're not doing your job or like I need to relate this back to me when I feel like I'm not helping others or healing others and I feel like I'm not doing my job that I'm meant to do while I'm here what I realized um, just tenfold during this training was that I need to take care of me first, fill my cup up first, because if I'm coming from a space of lack, then I am not able to give what I want to those around me. Mm-hmm. And what I um, have experienced now with strengthening, like my personal practices and yoga in general, like for me, that is my thing that I tap into to be able to fill up my cup and, and other things to connection with, like certain humans in my life and, um, nature <laughs> too. like, when you, like, when you start to go to those sources where you get the most energy, the most benefit, and you come from a balanced place or a grounded and stable place, and you're able to serve the other people in your life in the way that you want to. And it is not selfish to take care of yourself. And selfish isn't a bad thing because you, um, those energetic boundaries are the things that keep you alive and keep you moving and when you start to feel that being taken away from then things start to sp- like go in chaos at least for me that's what mm-hmm. I experience um, and so yeah it's, it's very important to have those energetic boundaries and continue to put yourself first and um, I will tell anybody that needs to hear it time and time again that put yourself first fill your cup up do the things that make you joyful and happy um and feel full so that you can be in this world as a human that you are both meant to be and who you want to be Mm -hmm. to then be able to like serve others um in that way as well and we all have different ways that we do that and express that so
0: yeah yeah awesome (laughs) Well, kind of shifting gears here. That's all the wonderful, positive things about yoga. And I I love everything you've shared so far. But I I am very curious to hear your thoughts on what you think some misconceptions people may have about yoga, especially those who have never done it. Because I'm sure there's at least like one person listening to this right now who's like, you know, one of the funniest things I've ever encountered of someone I have taught yoga before was... (laughs) that he thought he had to wear a crystal on his forehead in order to practice yoga and i laughed so hard i was like no you do not cuz he had had that experience where so- someone teaching him yoga for the very first time gave him a crystal that he had to put on his forehead during shavasana and he was like completely confused about it and, and it can be it can be something that you include in a practice if, if that's something you like but it's for much more experienced yogi so though so so some people who are you know just curious about it from more of a I want to do it for physical fitness they might have these misconceptions about yoga being this hippie dippy thing hence why I'm talking about it on the hippie art podcast but yeah what are what are some things you think people might be misconstrued about when it comes to yoga
1: yeah that is such a good question um I guess what I have had experience with and what I hear the most and I just kind of giggle to myself. Um and I'll explain why I giggle to myself is um the reason why people choose not to do yoga or kind of don't allow themselves to go there is because they're not flexible enough. <laughs> and I, I I giggle because <sighs> 15, 16-year-old Kylie was not flexible at all. And Mm -hmm. I will tell you today, I do not consider myself flexible. Um, You do not have to be flexible Mm -hmm. to do yoga. You see all of these crazy postures, or they're not crazy, beautiful postures (laughs) and stuff and, and things like on Instagram or on the internet or whatever. And that is a beautiful form of yoga, but like those things that you might see like aren't at all, um,
0: they can be more of the like extreme. You know, like not that many people are able yeah. to accomplish that. So it's only yeah. a small amount of yogis are doing that.
1: Exactly, and like me as um, where and where I'm at in my journey too. Like I, I, I cannot get my body into some of those <laughs> postures. Like I, I can work towards them. And what yoga, like the physical aspect of yoga, is like you all the postures have a purpose and a meaning behind them and when you put your body in that position it unlocks a certain somatic effect to them and uh, a healing effect or whatever the posture the intention behind the posture is it starts to unlock that um on an inner level when you're in that position and so the uh, and at the same time, there's no right, in my opinion, no right or wrong way to do yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, there, in like the physical aspect of yoga, which what a lot of people tie their idea to that of. Um, and so, there is a bunch of ways where you can get your body in a certain shape that mirrors the posture or the physical posture um, but it does not need to look like this ultimate high being of what the posture is like everybody's body is so different and so unique and so beautiful and um, not my body in a posture will not look the same as your body in a posture and I think that is like one of the biggest things is that you don't need to shy away from yoga because you don't think that you're flexible enough or that your body can't do it because i there are so many ways and so many different modes of physical asana Mm -hmm. that you can get your body into a similar shape to experience this benefit that is the underlying goal of yoga is to Get your body in these positions so that you feel this benefit and then ultimately come to stillness in your brain. So then eventually when you're sitting in a warrior two for an extended amount of time, your brain comes to a point of stillness where it's not in the future, not in the past. It's present in there. So um, I guess that's one of the main things that I see a lot. And one of my favorite things as an instructor to like have all of these different people in a space and see their beautiful formations of a physical posture. Um, also, I think another kind of misconception or maybe an oversight or you can be overlooked is that yoga is just this physical practice. Mm-hmm. They're is so much more to yoga and kind of like second grade Kylie who didn't know she was doing yoga but actually was like that's kind of why I say people are probably already practicing it daily and aren't aware of it there are these things called the eight limbs of yoga which are um, kind of the first initial writings of what yoga is um, because it was a practice that was just through word of like connecting through words, and eventually it was written down, um, and I am so hoping that I can do justice <laughs> of all of this. But um, they're the first limb and second limb of yoga are how you um, go about this human life or present yourself as a human, both outwardly to the world and inwardly inside. So it's how you express. Um, yourself outwardly and inwardly and um they're very tied into like ideas of showing kindness and love and oneness and all. And so respecting others and respecting yourself and the way that you go about in the world. The third limb is asana, the physical practice of yoga. So that's what a lot of people tie their um, ideas to or what I initially was like, this is what yoga is. And so that's the physical movement. i um, going into the fourth limb of yoga is pranayama which is breath and so that's like breath work um kind of like i was talking about that i would do when i was younger to help with my anxiety um so i was doing that at a very young age and i know a lot of people probably do some form of breath work it's when you like tap into realize like what is my breath and Mm -hmm. as i inhale and as i exhale and kind of changing pace and changing texture and all of that um the fifth limb is, re, uh, is Pratyahara, which is removing your senses, so like coming inward to that stillness, um, releasing your senses to the world around you. Um, dharana is the next one, which is concentration, and so finding a kind of focus or a concentration point um, in practice. After that, you get to dhyana which is meditation so a lot of people might know or have heard of meditation or have tried meditation that is also yoga Mm -hmm. um and then ultimately once you go through all of these things um you reach samadhi which is kind of like an enlightened state and um in our physical human bodies we can hit samadhi um for like short periods of time and then you kind of like go back through all the eight limbs and continue practicing those things so um with all of that um you when you like take a moment and inward reflect that is yoga when you breathe that is yoga when you meditate or um withdrawal from the things going out on around outside of you that is yoga when you put your body in a physical position that is yoga when you treat others with kindness and respect and um, practice non-harming to yourself and others that is yoga Um, so there I think that kind of misconception that it's just a physical practice um, is another thing that I see too
0: awesome. I love that. I think that's really important for people to understand um knowing that there's like a deeper foundation at the root of yoga that it's not just oh, I'm going to go to this class and sweat really hard and you know, afterwards be like wow, I have never sweat that much in my life because it's a hot yoga class of course everyone will start with that and and not realize that there's so much more to it than just the physical poses and um, kind of the surface level uh, experience that I think a lot of people will have which again is not right or wrong but having a deeper understanding of what yoga is and and how it can really really benefit you is is so much more than just like the poses I think so many people get yeah. wrapped around the axle about that of like oh I can't do this uh toe stand that is super complicated and hard and, and yet someone in the corner <laughs> yeah, can do it. And I feel like, you know, I don't feel complete because I'm not doing it all the way. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite things that a teacher said once when I was taking a class was um, starting the class out by saying, like, with these poses today, check your ego and and try to follow along and see in what places is your ego telling you to move farther into a pose um versus what actually feels right for you, and I realize that in a lot of poses, I was doing more than I wanted because I felt like I was just supposed to and trying mm-hmm. to not necessarily compare with the people around me, but trying to feel like I was a legitimate yogi, I think by doing more than I necessarily wanted and Yeah, and kind of making myself feel like I belonged there but I always did and it was just a really good way to view the class when she started off like that
1: absolutely and I I totally like resonate with that I think that what the great thing about yoga is that it can in my opinion can meet everyone with where they're at Mm -hmm. um and like Yoga came into my life and if I started talk if someone started talking about all of these things that I just mentioned um, I my brain would be like, like, what? Like, and maybe I'd be interested and intrigued, but I'd just be like, what the heck? Yeah. So, like, I, need, I needed yoga to meet me where I was at. I needed it to come in in the certain way that it did in this. And it was Yoga Sculpt that came into my life first, which aligned with the work that I was doing in, like, soccer, had been used to doing physically. And so, the way that it came in, I got some of the physical sense, like, was exactly how it was supposed to be to then uncover to the point that it is today. And mm-hmm. so knowing that even though I just like talked about all this stuff, like having this underlying mean, underlying meaning to everything, that's always gonna be there. Um, but know that you don't have to have an understanding of that to do it. Um, one of my instructors said during my last training that even doing like these things once saying, um, like chanting once, saying Sanskrit words once, doing a physical yoga posture once, whatever it may be, brings benefit, mm-hmm. even if you do it one time. So knowing that even if you don't know what's really happening under the surface, that you are still experiencing benefit from what you are doing. And then it, if you are interested or intrigued by it, like there's so much more to tap into mm-hmm. and learn and uncover because it's just a constant journey um that you get to go on if you want to so
0: yeah oh i love that i feel like everything we we've talked about so far i'm like i love it but i just do and (laughs) it's just so great and refreshing to have a conversation on on something that's just so vast and um especially as like a young adult woman and trying to figure out who you are and and what am i doing here and and how does this help me but also help others so Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, one more question, kind of similar to that is, um, and I'm, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this because I know you've kind of changed, um, positions around in the last year or so since COVID. Uh, and I know you have experience with corporate yoga and then like small business yoga. Um, but what are some problems that you have seen within the yoga community, especially within corporate yoga, um, over the recent years. Cause I know that's been a huge topic of discussion, um, that I've followed at least throughout, uh-huh. um, the last few years of how yoga in some places has lost its way a little bit and how it might cater to some people over another group of people. So, um, there's no right or wrong answer to this, but just curious to know what your thoughts are, especially being a teacher who, um, actively is in the yoga community here in Minneapolis
1: yeah absolutely that's such a great question um it's you know I only want to talk from my experience and my experience has been a journey and I'm so grateful for all of the different things that I have experienced I started out in corporate yoga and I'm very innately grateful for that experience because it brought me so much um like just it it brought me in to the yoga world number one Mm -hmm. number two um it taught me how to lead a group of individuals which i never thought i'd be able to do um and it has i think one of the coolest things about corporate yoga is that you get so many people like Mm -hmm. so many people from all over, um, traveling from out of town, different states from like literally everywhere, which Mm -hmm. is such a cool experience to have and to connect with these people that you might not because you don't work in the same place or live in the same place. Um, so Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best things. And, um, I think I experienced through COVID kind of like, I'm still healing from it too, but Mm it, it really shuffled around the the wellness space and the yoga world and you know reflecting on it like rightfully so like it, you know it, it's good to have change and um to bring about change and i think one of the things through that is what it reminded me and maybe Sorry, I'm like trying to tread or just be very mindful. Oh, of the course,
0: words I use. yes, yeah. It's it's hard <laughs> um, too because it's it's a touchy topic for I feel like anyone who's in the yoga community I've talked to recently. So I know it's yeah. like a really difficult <laughs> place to speak from because you want to be honest, but also not like you know hurtful in any way because it's yeah. still speaking from your own experience. But I totally get yeah. it.
1: I think um, I just from my personal experience in. The corporate space that I was in, I was very locked into this one thing, this Mm -hmm. one style, this one place. And um, I had held all of these things, ideas, beings to this high standard in my brain. And through COVID, that kind of unraveled a little bit. So everything that I knew and was aware of just kind of went
0: yeah yeah everywhere
1: and so then that started my own personal journey to be like okay like is this what's meant for you number one number two like how do you go about like navigating this world in a way that's authentic to you if this is something you want to stick with Mm -hmm. and you know i've had like a lot of like very deep discussions with myself and with others in the community because coming from the position that i am in as a white young adult female i am not a descendant of this practice Mm -hmm. and i do not that is not ancestrally in my dna and like i want to be like this is something that i love and love to share but how do i do that in a mindful way without um taking away from other people's like livelihood Mm -hmm. who they are deeply rooted and like being respectful in that way so that was a big thing and i think a big thing in the yoga community that came about through all of the COVID stuff is like being very mindful very aware very respectful about who you are what you're sharing and um i know for me like i just you know i just continually check myself and make sure that i'm coming from a space of good intention and um being as knowledgeable as i can and not going outside of my knowledge bounds like mm-hmm. not talking about things that i do not know about i'm only speaking from what i've learned what i've been shared to then share with others in a way that, um, kind of like regurgitate, regurgitated Mm -hmm. out of me, um, in the best way. So I think that was a big thing. Um, and then also just like having, coming back to that, um, kind of veil lifted that I really felt while I was in Maui. Um, I think the biggest thing too, to remember is that especially, with everything that's gone on in the world we've collectively had this experience together then there's communities that have been affected very differently and the Minneapolis community is very different from the Maui community very different from the Florida from the California like we have been through different things here collectively than have been experienced Mm -hmm. elsewhere yeah and so um I think That is another big thing is that, like, specifically in Minneapolis, like, from my standpoint, our yoga community is healing. Mm -hmm. And we're continuing to heal and we're coming from a point of, like, complete, like, what is happening and also like things that are meant to be talked about are being talked about and things that are meant to come to the surface are coming to the surface and so now it's like how do we heal from those things and then also um like move forward from that too and come back to that idea of oneness um and this is just my opinion of that so Mm -hmm. um i think that has it's navigating the space of yoga um right now for me i just try to be as mindful as i can share what i love and what i've learned in the best most respectful way that i can and continually continually learning that's like the biggest thing too is can continually seeking out things that both interest me but also that I should be aware of based on where I'm at in the world and in my community and in my space and who my students are and who I want my students to be or who other people I can reach. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that I guess like with corporate yoga that in my life that kind of crumbled. I had to kind of rebuild my own stuff out of that, which is great. Like I got to start my my own thing, Mm -hmm. which I love and I'm so grateful for. Definitely comes with its own challenges and stuff, but it's also like such a beautiful experience. Um, And so now um, I, I think kind of the thing whether it be from a small business perspective or a big corporate business perspective is continuing to be authentic in either of those settings and if something doesn't align with me then i know that i might not meant to may not be meant to be there or like how can i share what i know to then benefit the greater good of it all and um kind of similarly to that I think if anybody's experiencing that thing if they go into a yoga class and they're like what the heck is going on (laughs) like this is not me like oh my gosh like I would say don't like discount yourself from that experience every single place that you go to every studio every yoga instructor has their own vibe has their own like kind of values Mm -hmm. or things that they emphasize and you might not vibe with that and that is okay yeah so it's like continually like like being aware of yourself and like okay I'm in this like class and I am uncomfortable or whatever like being curious is it a good discomfort is it a bad discomfort if it's a bad discomfort your community might be elsewhere then Mm -hmm. like just and it's kind of like that Coming back to your your inner self and um, that inner reflection piece, I think is huge in navigating what's going on today. And I think that can be said for stuff outside of yoga too. So um, I hope that kind of <laughs> answers yes, your question. Yes, yes, totally.
0: Bit. Yes, and yeah. and I think that that thing you just said too about making sure that you're also checking as a student, if this is right for you is so important. Cause for some people, corporate yoga um, studios, it's, where they just feel most at home and then for others it, it's just too much it's there's too many things there's too many people it's overwhelming too many choices i know i'm someone who definitely falls into choice paralysis sometimes and i'm like i just yeah. want three options at one time <laughs> so i can do okay one two or three it's why i like in and out burger so much because i literally have three options <laughs> um Seriously. so i think that's just oh. such a good note to to tell people about when it comes to yoga it's like. You will find your place, but it might take a couple trial and errors first. And I think people get too nervous and they're like, okay, I tried it once and I'm done and I didn't like it. And it's like anything, you have to just give a little taste test to everything and and something will fit, you know.
1: Absolutely. I think the other big thing that I... Um, have realized or has become a bigger thing in my awareness is that and what I would love to share with others is I cut myself off from a lot of yoga different yoga experiences for a lot of years because I um, kind of just got stuck in one mode and in that life and I loved it so much but then I was not as aware of all the amazing other experiences happening around me and so I know that it happened the way it was supposed to happen for a reason but the biggest advice I can give anyone is like try different things go to different studios try them all like you might find something that resonates with you in a place you never thought it would um like now even and it was very came to me very heavily during this training where i got instructed by all of these different instructors that had such various backgrounds different styles of yoga and the biggest thing that like they shared and maybe not even like verbally shared but like even though all of these there's so many different modalities to this one thing nothing's right or wrong Mm -hmm. like there's just different ways that different people share this information and um you might find a love for it in one way and it might be a little bit more challenging in another way so um like allow yourself to like kind of get out of that comfort zone and go elsewhere and see different things and different people and how they say it cuz there's no right or wrong way to it it's just everybody's interpretation of what they've been taught right so um i think that's kind of the biggest thing and can be helpful um in navigating space both as an instructor and as a student and like coming back to that idea of learning like continually learning, continually going back to your personal practice first, because that's how you're able to share all the goodness um, with everyone else too.
0: Yeah, that's lovely, thank you. Um, yeah, thank to you. To ask you one more question out of all yeah, of these questions I've asked please. you, um, <laughs> just to, just to kind of hit home everything we've talked about, what is one thing that you would recommend to someone who would like to try yoga for the first time? yeah like when you I guess to put yourself in your own position when you tried yoga Mm -hmm. for the first time like what do you wish you would have known then I mean I can viscerally remember that the first time I did it I went to just like a lifetime studio class and um, I was just so nervous to do it on my own and and I was learning to make space for myself with um, doing wellness activities alone and I think you talked about it earlier in the episode of like moving from a team mode of physical activity to an individual mode is really scary and um, just kind of what your thoughts were if you could go and tell little Kylie again like one thing about starting yoga for the first time.
1: Absolutely. I think some of the best advice that was kind of driven home repeatedly during my training and all of my trainings actually is... To get curious and continually be curious so even though you like if you feel that pull to this yoga thing that we've been talking about and it could be a physical yoga class or meditation or whatever it is if you feel the pull listen to that pull where listen to where it's taking you get curious about where it's taking you if you like see something a studio pop up randomly or whatever like look into it, get curious about it, and is that somewhere you want to go? And then entering a yoga class for the first time, continuing that same mindset of curiosity, I think is huge because it allows you to not place judgment on what's going on, both on yourself and on others, as well as allows you to like be present with the experience, which I think is the biggest thing about yoga is being present and coming to stillness and so um just allowing yourself to just be in the experience which I know is way easier said than done like my anxious body going into a new situation like just like Mm -hmm. vibrating from anxiety like um one of the biggest things I remind myself if I'm in that state is that um you're and this could be wrong, but I've been told this, but your body ke- doesn't decipher the difference between excitement and nervousness. Oh, yes. So I just continually <laughs> tell myself that I'm excited.
0: Yes, uh, so, <laughs> no, that's um... completely right. Like, completely right. That's why, like, uh, when I, this is a tangent, but when I would play hide and seek when I was little, I was so excited that a lot of times I would pee my pants. Like, when I was yeah. really little, and that was, like, that's still the same system as like nervous energy and and so it's so funny i think people completely don't realize that so (laughs) telling yourself you're excited is such a good way to kind of flip that around
1: exactly i think it's just like allowing yourself to re-shift or shift around that mindset um to that being nervous is good that means that it's probably something that's meant for you going out of your comfort zone is good because that's how you grow and like when your brain starts to make a story around an experience or something even before it happens just like coming back to like you and that presence and just reminding yourself that it's okay and um be feeling and like Allowing yourself to keep that curious mind while you're going through the experience because you'll learn a lot in that hour, half hour, however long it is, um, about the stuff, but more so about you, and that's that's what it is. That's like what you're right. what you're there for. So um, hopefully yeah. that can be helpful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> to I hope someone. <laughs> I hope whoever is listening who's like contemplating it right now is like, okay, you're right. That's a good that's a good way to view it. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, and of course. I've loved everything we've talked about today, all of your love of yoga and your yoga teacher training and just so many wonderful, insightful thoughts related to yoga. So thank you again. Um, because I think a lot of people just need to hear this kind of information, this kind of positive talk and, and figure out how it can be incorporated into their own lives. So if, Someone is listening and they want to reach out to you or learn more about your classes. Um, Where should they go to find you? Um, Where are you teaching right now?
1: Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, I literally could talk about all this stuff all day long. So I love it. And I love um, connecting with people. And I guess the best way right now is through Instagram you can look up holistic underscore Kylie. Um, that is my my yoga, my yoga Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I post on there about kind of the stuff that I love about like the wellness and healing industry and stuff that I experience. Um, but also about like classes that I'm teaching and stuff like that too. So just like a, a space for shared, um, wellness knowledge, always welcome in people with questions or just want to chat. Um, uh, also email yoga at gmail.com that is also a great place to reach out to me um, currently I am teaching at Carpe Diem Yoga Studio in Northeast Minneapolis and it is such a special place and I love it so much I know I didn't tap into um, kind of the small business space but it is such a lovely thing um, it's we have such a lovely community that we're building and I love being in the growth stage of things in life. So, um, we would love to have you come join for that. I'm also starting to teach, at uh, lifetime fitness, um, in Highland park and around the twin cities area. So you can awesome. check me out there as well. Um, I'm also starting to do one-on-one client work and, um, Probably some small group stuff eventually in the future, mm-hmm. but um, tapping into that a little bit more. So I'll share more about that on my Instagram within the coming weeks. And um, it's yoga based, but more so like overall healing. So mm-hmm. yoga, physical, yes, but also breath work and meditation too. So yeah. that, that is me currently. <laughs>
0: well, th- that makes me really excited too, because I um, very much have been trying to figure out how to insert myself back into the yoga community since I had been actively involved in it before COVID. And then ever since that, I've just been doing yoga from home. So I will be more than happy to come visit you at some of your classes at Carpe Diem because it also just seems like a cute new studio. So... Very excited about Mm -hmm. that, and it, everything you've talked about so far, I've never taken one of your classes, but I am absolutely sure that you are an excellent teacher, and just the energy you bring makes me so happy, and I know that I would benefit a lot from a class of yours, so.
1: thank you, yeah, I love having all the people of all skill levels, new or, or very experienced, or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and I also, if... My vibe isn't for you. I'd love to share all the amazing people that I've encountered too um, in Minneapolis and then around the world. So
0: yeah. um, yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much, Kylie, for sitting and talking with me today and sharing everything that you know with listeners. And um, for those listening, make sure to check out Kylie on her Instagram or send her an email if you are looking to learn more. So Um, That's it for today, and, and thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Um, today. And I hope that you guys got something out of it as well. If you are interested in learning more about what Kylie has to offer through yoga, check her out on Instagram at holistic underscore Kylie, as well as take an in-person or a virtual yoga class of hers through Carpe Diem Yoga in Northeast Minneapolis. Um, If you have any suggestions for future podcast episodes, Uh, Please DM me on the Instagram and hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend.